following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. This is uh, number six. We're titling this one The Get Back. We uh, we took on some water last week, our first tough week in a while. I believe we are now 43, 29, and 3, which means last week we went, I don't know, Bar, what's that mean we went last week? I was 2 and 3, you were 1, 2, and 2, Smalls was 1 and 4, so... That is four nine and two. Four nine and two. It was bound to happen. We had we had to miss. We had to come back to earth. Like I said, we had a lot of stake in that uh, Packers game. A Rod's a little rusty. Uh, can't get it done against Carolina, and that that is a big zero and three for us. And then, like I said, Smalls and and Bart for some reason thought it was a, a great idea to to take Blaine Gabbard on the road, which. You know, we, we, we taped this show on Thursday nights, and, and the, the day after we taped this show, I think I'd sent them a stat that Blaine Gabbard is 0-7-1 against the spread after coming at, off an outright win. I, I take it again. I take it so, again. You're, you're insane. That was a bad pick from both of us. I'm done picking these games where neither team has anything to play for, and you really just don't know whether the Cardinals will, will show up, whether the Redskins will show up. I'm picking games that matter for the teams involved, and I'm done picking these awful quarterbacks. I, I, I'm going to remind you of that when you pick against Brock Osweiler. I mean, that's fine. I guess picking against bad quarterbacks. Work. I'm not picking in the Redskins or Broncos game. I can guarantee you <laughs> I that. I think every game that I have, I have one college game, but I think every game that I have later is is a game that, that does matter for somebody. Um, and the other thing I'll say is that Smalls uh, love the line movement in the Oregon game, and – Oregon was never in the game. It was it was a blowout. Like seventy four percent of the time it works. I'll take a seventy four percent, and that means twenty six percent. Well, time Tyler you drilled that twenty six percent of the time. You I lose. mean, the, the one thing I will say about that is that I needed a fourth and eight garbage time touchdown uh, with a minute to go from Oregon to hit the over. But uh, yeah, I was right on about it. I was twenty six percent on that one. But also, as much as I want to complain. We were unfortunate uh, on Monday night that Matt Bryant missed a chippy, like a 33-yard field goal. We had that at 48, and it ends up being 45, and there were two missed field goals. Peyton Barber fumbled inside the five, and and I think Dirk Cutter's getting fired. I, like I, I mentioned this to you guys in a in a text after that game, but like, what were the Bucks doing? Like Jameis spikes it last play of the game, you're going to kick a 53-yard field goal. I know it's no chip shot, but like. What the hell are the Bucks doing? Like, can they really not get their field goal unit on this on the field? They were they were snapping the ball as it went to zero. Like, isn't that one thing you work on every week in practice? If you have to do that, like, was that not wild to you guys? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw it, but you know what? That that starts with the QB. Um, he's just not a good one. He's not a good leader. He eats W's, 
and that's the big problem right there. Who is on Jameis? It's it's the leadership. It's it goes through the organization. It goes through the team. It that's what good teams have: great quarterbacks, great leaders. They prepare their whole team. Their whole team elevates their execution. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's on Jameis. He stinks. He's never going to be a good quarterback. Turnover, 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 turnover. He spiked the ball. Like, he he got it going, yeah. and you can see yeah. him, like, gestulating. Like, I'm just saying, like, one thing is, I do think when teams are out of it, you can see how well coached they are. And, like, I think Dirk Cutter's done. There's going to be probably 10 openings. I'm excited for the, for the podcast where we talk about all the coaches that have been fired. Because in the NFL, like, it, it feels like the, the, the divide between good coaches and bad coaches is, like, it's like a cavern. Like, you go from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay, and all of a sudden, like, the Rams are amazing with roughly the same team. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And now, like, Jeff Very Fisher. Very good. Yeah. And now, like, Jeff Fisher is, like, maybe going to get, like, he's trying to get the Bears job. Like, the Browns might be interested in him. I guess if like, you're the why, Browns. Like, why, would like, they be, why would they be interested in that guy, though? I don't. want to go seven and nine or eight and eight. That's all he does. Oh, so bad. He's so bad. He's just not. He can't have good players. He ruins oh, him. He's, he's, he is not good. Uh, yeah, Todd Gurley looked awful last year. It made no sense. Did you hear my guy Marvin Lewis wants to be a GM next <laughs> yeah, year? Yeah, like what, what are these guys doing? Like this that's, is what they that's tell a good move. That's a good move. He'll take about 25% of the uh, salary. So whoever wants a cheap GM, Marvin Lewis is out there. He'll look like a doofus on the sideline. Marvin Lewis is doing the right thing though. Like, the goal, he's been the coach of the Bengals for 15 years, right? The goal is to just get another job, like just keep getting a paycheck, right? Because what's Marvin Lewis going to do? Actually, I would argue that Marvin Lewis would probably be doing the exact same amount of work if he was sitting in a lazy boy recliner watching football next year as he's doing this year as the head coach of the Bengals. Because they got blasted again this weekend. Smalls nailed that pick. The game was over five minutes in. They are horrendous. They, they were asking players in the locker room after the game if they were like, hey, you think Marvin Lewis is leaving the team? Like, against his will, maybe. There's no fucking way he's going to be the coach next year. That game was over at halftime of week 13 against the Steelers. <laughs> That's when the Bengals checked out. All right. All right. Before we, before we just continue to complain, uh, let's go into our fades. Uh, Smalls, who are you fading this week? Yeah, I'm I'm fading an entire country, uh, <laughs> the country of Turkey. <laughs> I, I'm fading Turkey in a couple ways, but this is kind of ridiculous. This story broke today that they want to jail Ennis Cantor for four and a half years um, because he insulted the president. That whole fiasco last year, Turkey, do less. This is not good. I know any press is good press, that type of bullshit, but this is bad. You look like a dope. The whole country. I'm just going to singular singularly say that whole country looks like a bunch of dopes. I also want to say something and. Turkey sucks, the food. It stinks. You go, you buy some turkey. It's so average. People are like, oh, man, just had a great turkey, Sam. Shut up. Shut up, you asshole. Listen to me. You buy an Italian hoagie. You get a tuna hoagie. You get some peppers. What are you going to do? A little turkey and cheese. I made a turkey and cheese today. It tastes really good. You're an average human being. You'll never be more than average. Keep eating turkey. Eat this. Did you did you see that uh, Enos Cantor when somebody told him that they wanted to jail him for four and a half years? Literally looked at the camera and said, "Is that it?" Yeah, he said, "That's it. Only four years. All the trash I've been talking." Like, uh, but like the the thing is, the country. Like now, you just look even dumber. 
This guy's literally laughing in your face. Ha 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 ha. He's going ha 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 ha. He's would, would you say that? Would you say that Enos Kanter is the best uh, trash talker in the NBA? Because like everybody else is just out there trash talking on like a very singular level, and he's just trash talking an entire country. Yeah, I mean, it, this is awesome. This definitely ups his street cred. I mean, aren't, aren't all aren't all of his games blacked out in Turkey too? Like you can't. He's, he's the only Turkish player in the NBA, right? And you can't. You can't watch him play. I think his brother plays for Xavier. Does he? Uh, do they show his brother's games? They they care this much about one guy. Like he's he's in their head. He's inside Turkey's head. He's inside their. That's amazing. Inside a whole country's head. It's it's remarkable. I love it. Ian Cantor for the win. Keep trash talking them. Keep. Say, I would say. That's it. Keep up it. I want seven years. I'll raise it to seven years and then have them raise it and get a little raise battle. What about what about his family, though? Like for a while, he was like really concerned about the safety of his family that lived there. Like he probably shouldn't antagonize. (laughs) Okay, okay. All right. So we're fading not only Turkey, the country, but we are also fading Turkey, the food, which I do agree with. I can get behind fading the food. But like I said, Smalls does not represent me. Turkey, don't come after me. <laughs> okay, so you're fading Smalls. Who else are you fading this week? As weird as it sounds, after a giant win, I'm going to fade the New England Patriots. You've got maybe the best quarterback of all time. He's got some trainer that he loves for whatever reason, and now he's banned from their sideline. He's banned from their, their plane. He can't see any other players other than Brady at the facility. An exact quote from Brady is, Guerrero has been a huge, huge reason why I'm still playing at age 40. And you're going to like ban this guy from from the sidelines and you're playing, making it more difficult. I don't know why you're doing anything to possibly piss Brady off. Yeah, I would say the Pats are doing a little too much. But I also do know that like coaches are really insecure, right, Smalls? Like, they're really insecure, so, like, I could see Belichick being like, what's going on with this Guerrero guy over here as he's just, like, giving boatloads of avocados to, like, everybody on the team, just, like, making them Who drink the holy water. He, he, he might be – the only thing I'll say, and I kind of – I agree with Bart, but at the same point, like, he might be overstepping in a lot of ways now. And, you know, there might be multiple complaints from different coordinators and coaches and things like that. And, you know – the Belichick's not going to have that. He he rules the house, and maybe this is also a Belichick tactic to get his team focused. Right? Listen, we're not going to have any more of this fancy trainer in here. He's only going to treat Tom. That's about it. And we're going to get back to basics, and we're going to go win the Super Bowl. That's what he wants to do. It's a Belichick move. It's a savvy Belichick move, and I kind of love it now that I've been talking about it. So you're you're now you were originally talking about fading Bill Belichick, but now you're you're rolling with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I, I talked to myself into rolling with Bill Belichick because he's inside my head. He lived he lives inside my head. I don't know for some reason when I watch his press conferences, he just glares holes through me. And now he just told me he said, "You better not don't don't, don't fade me." So I said, "I'm rolling with my guy." So you're fading me after I faded. Yeah, you. I just faded you back, bitch. All right, I I think that Alex Guerrero is a little bit of like a witch doctor. I think the things that Tom Brady says on a regular basis at this point are just so outlandish that I just just you like like did you did you guys see that that he gave an interview that he knows how to f- like fall 
with his mind so his body doesn't get injured. Like he's able to like turn off his nerves when he like hits the ground and stuff. And that's why like like he, he's trained himself to like think about not being injured. Yeah, I, pr- I, I, I might be able to get behind that. You used to watch Romo fall and he every way he fall, he would just break <laughs> something to get injured. So maybe maybe Alex Guerrero is onto something. Yeah, I, pr- I practice it. I practice it every morning. I roll out of bed. I'm like, just imagine, okay, you fell really lightly and I'm, I'm safe. So maybe I'm onto something too. And I'm always hydrating. I'm like a hydration guy. So I'm saying, isn't Brady like an alkaline water drink? He drinks yeah. like that weird water, yeah. right? He like shills for that. Like smart. I don't even, I don't know. Hydration. He pisses 14 times a day. It's, it's amazing. I mean, the, that's how that's and he's all about like stretching and stuff. That whole team and his pee like, is probably crystal clear, right? I think flexibility does help you not get injured because it makes sense. Because when you fall, you know you got a little more give and things like that. You're also a little more. You can maneuver more. You can move with the fall. I I think Brady knows what he's talking about. I think he's a goddamn genius, or he's just an alien. UFOs? Hello, maybe. All right, I am gonna fade another person who may be an alien, and and I I think I I think I'm gonna go like full Skip Bayless on this one and just take a wild stance that like really doesn't matter. Obviously, like Monday night was the Kobe Bryant jersey retirement uh, extravaganza in L.A., and I, I'm just fading Kobe Bryant, man. Like first of all, they retired two jerseys; uh, they retired eight and twenty four. Uh, then he had this ridiculous tweet. Nike Basketball tweeted who you got, 8 or 24. And I believe he tweeted back at Nike Basketball, uh, different animal, same beast. Like, first of all, relax. Just just, just relax. And then not only that, I, I get the idea. You know, I get it. He has a newborn baby. But, like, the game goes into overtime. Like, Lonzo Ball is having, like, a great game. And this guy leaves the game early at his own jersey retirement. Like, I just I, – I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it was his idea to retire two jerseys. I don't know if, like, his team brought it up. I really hope not. Uh, but at, at some point, Kobe, like, it's enough, man. Like, I, I get the five rings. Like, he saddled the Lakers franchise for the last, like, five years with his giant contract. Like, they basically punted last year for, like, a Kobe, like, farewell tour or, two, you know, so he could score 60 in his last game on 50 shots, whatever, like – I, I just I'm just not a Kobe guy, man. Like all these people out here that like they, they have like Jordan and then Kobe. Like you're 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 insane. Like he, you're insane. He's way worse than LeBron. Like don't give me the five to three rings argument. Like I can give you a bunch of stats right now. These are all courtesy of uh, Andy Bailey from Bleacher Report. He's at Andrew D Bailey on Twitter, but he put some advanced stats out and some regular stats just in terms of like what Kobe who Kobe is as a player right so so your your regular advanced your advanced stats he was 35th all-time in box plus minus 43rd all-time in win shares per 48 21st in true shooting percentage I'm sorry 21st in per 183rd in true shooting percentage all right so that's fine a lot of people don't like advanced stats so points per game he was 11th assists per game 117th rebounds per game 303 steals per game 81st blocks per game 226 field goal percentage 441 all time he's a guard 441 in field goal percentage and three point percentage he was 241st all time and that's among players with 15,000 minutes like to me Kobe Bryant great basketball player top 20 player all time but like relax like Kobe stands who are acting like Monday was the biggest day of the year like finally Kobe gets his jersey retired like I just hope this means Kobe's out of the spotlight like I'm tired of the guy I'm, I'm totally I'm just off Kobe Bryant like I'm just ready for Kobe to be done 
Smalls, I think we got something we can agree on. Let's both just fade that rant Tyler just went <laughs> you, on. Yeah, you need you need some help because you're gonna have an aneurysm, boy. But I I will I will I, I'm not gonna debate you on the numbers. That's fine. I you're number one in the nerd category, so I can't debate it. But <laughs> here's my thing with him leaving the game early. I was thinking about this. I think it was like, have you ever like you're you're a married guy and like she was like you know if this game's going over time, we're we're freaking leaving. I told you. I told you we're this is the time we're gonna leave, no matter what. And he was it, it was too bad, Kobe. Smalls, he took That'll a helicopter to the game. He took yeah. a helicopter and he, and to the game. Hel- we're going we're taking our helicopter home. The babies need to get in bed. That's what happened. He got the Mamba got bitch slapped. He got bitch slapped by his Man, own wife. I, I think my biggest problem with Kobe. Is that like he's just like in my opinion like he's just not like a good person and now like he's like tweeting at young players like his expectations for them and stuff like I just I don't know man I don't buy this mom mentality stuff like it, it's just I just I'm not a I'm not a Kobe guy I'm not I'm not so I I hope I, it's a tough hill to die on because Kobe stands are terrible people like I, I hope we get a million tweets on Friday when this airs that just say. How many players scored 81 points? Because that's like all I ever get. Like you argue with people about Kobe and they just tell you five rings and 81 points. So I'm just going to make that argument now. Like I know that he did that. He's a killer, man. He's a killer. Yeah, yeah, he's a killer. You you know what's funny about that? In shots in the last two minutes to tie or take the lead of a game, he shot 21%. Do you think – and do you have a stat on his mentality um, going into his teammates? (laughs) Because – inserting his mentality and that alpha male mentality into his other teammates. Do you think that might've propelled them to win some more of those I championships? A, I have a pretty, I have a pretty good like Kobe teammate story. If, if we've got some time. Uh, so Andrew Godluck who played for CFC, obviously played for the Lakers for a little while. And uh, allegedly one of the first times he met Kobe, this was a story that was told to me from people that played with Drew. So I don't want to say this is a hundred percent true. Cause I don't know it because Drew didn't tell me this, but somebody I know that's very close with Drew said this. He walked in the locker room at the Staples Center and he was wearing Jordans. And Kobe told him to take the Jordans off that you don't wear his locker room. So Drew said to him, like, okay, like joking around, like, hey, this is my opportunity to meet Kobe, whatever. Like, I need to make a good impression. He said, he said, all right, cool. I won't wear the Jordans. Like, can you give me some Kobe's? And Kobe said, no, you can buy my shit at the yeah, store. That's that. I love, see, that's, that's awesome. That that goes into the whole teammate. They're like, "Wow, this motherfucker! He's like serious. This guy, I I can't even get shoes off him. Are you kidding me? I'm his teammate. I got to work for it. And those guys put in the work, and that elevates his teammates. That's a little, I love that story. Thanks for contributing to my point. Uh, it's a, it's a good story. Uh, yeah, we, Kobe we, were the Bucks QB. Patrick Murray would have drilled that kick. <laughs> I I you know what? He'd be better than Jameis Winston. There's no doubt, dude. Small, small. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get to picks in a second, but but small Smalls' idea of like what a QB or like what a leader does. I want to like get like the best quarterbacks in the NFL and make them teach like inner city math for a year and see like, you know, we got like, we got like Tom Brady in one classroom. We got like Wentz in another classroom. Then we got like Jameis. I want to see which class. Why would they be good at that? That's not football. They're yeah, leaders. But small football they're leaders. leadership's a totally different element. They'll you know elevate nothing anyone about it. at anything. They're football. Football's <laughs> a totally. It's a different planet than any other sport. It, it's a fraternity right, that right. you just can't comprehend, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go into winners. 
Uh, Bart has one stat this week. Bart, what what is the stat for this week? The stat is we sucked in week five, but on the season we're still up a thousand and nine dollars if you're betting a hundred bucks per game. Week six, we're coming back. This is the get back, as Tyler said. This is the get back. Uh, we this is winners. So as always, we're gonna go smalls, then Bart, then me. Smalls, your first pick for week six. Yeah, I'm going to go in a big-time divisional matchup. Um, I like the Falcons getting six against the Saints, and I'll tell you why. The favorite in the last eight games is one in seven against the spread. little stat for you guys. Um, you guys wanted me to look up a couple stats. I looked one up. That was one of them. But I'm also, again, I'll tell you, I watch football. And what I see is the trend, the Saints trending downward and the Falcons not necessarily trending upward, but I just feel like the Falcons are rolling <laughs> a little. They're getting on something different right now. Um, they yeah, need, they need the game. Watch the Monday night game because the they stunk. Awful. They, they stunk. But you know what, Bart? You know what they did? You know what they did, Bart? Huh? Huh? You want to know? They got the win. And when you can get a win in the NFL, that's big time. That's confidence. I like some of Sarkeesian's play calls. I think he's getting more depth. He's usually using the running backs out of the backfield a little more in the passing game. He's running a couple wheel combination routes and a couple flag routes. Now he's got to spring Julio in this game. The good thing, the Saints defense, it's not the Saints defense of the beginning of the year. So that's why I'm taking the Falcons. I think they're going to cover the six points. I think it's going to be a close if game. If Brandon Coleman doesn't have those two giant fumbles, the Saints just blow the Jets out. I cannot get behind. They're playing that the Jets. Yeah, we us. I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even mention that 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 two of us that two of us took a sixteen point spread and actually almost covered it. But obviously, Mark Ingram had a late TD. It is funny that Small said the the Falcons are not trending upward, but the Saints are trending downward. When the Falcons beat the Bucks yep. by three, even though it was on the road, on the road. and the Saints won on by eleven. But anyway, Bart, have you seen the Saints' one? defense? Like, ha- have they been it's the same? Good. It, their, their defense have is pretty good. The the, the I'm not guy, talking about the year, but last the last games, they look. They just gave up 19 like points to the Jets to Bryce Petty. You should give up negative six points to Bryce Petty. <laughs> All right, I said this before. I'm only picking teams that have something to play for. I'm done picking these garbage quarterbacks. My first pick. Minnesota and Case Keenum, minus nine in Green Bay. Rodgers is on the IR. Green Bay's got nothing to play for. Minnesota wants to get a first-round bye. Give me the Vikings, minus nine. Case Keenum. That's a pretty good one, uh, and we know that Minnesota cares about beating Green Bay. I'm going to stay in college because that's the, only, uh, that's the only place I can really win at the moment. I was originally just going to look at uh, Florida Atlantic's schedule for next year and just pick all their games in advance. Because that, I mean, like Lane Kiffin, that's that's the only guy I can win on. Also, one other thing, I'm anti-fading Lane because up 34 to three in the third quarter against Akron, he went for two, and after the game, they asked him about it, and he said it was because an Akron athletic department official was talking shit. So, anti-fading Lane Kiffin, staying in college, I'm taking USF minus 2.5 in the Birmingham Bowl versus Cliff Kingsbury and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And a special bonus in that game is my other pick, and that's Texas Tech USF over 65.5. So both teams score 34 plus a game. Uh, Both the offenses are in the top 25 in the country. 
Tech has the 94th ranked defense versus ranked teams this year. Tech is 0-3 and giving up 39 points per game. And that includes giving up 27 to TCU without Kenny Hill. Quentin, I think Quentin Flowers runs all over Tech. USF wins somewhere in the neighborhood of 45-30. to 30. And we start the week off with two winners right away. We got USF minus 2.5 and over 65.5 in the Birmingham Bowl against Texas Tech. All right. I'm staying in the NFL because I stink at college. Um, sometimes you got to face those facts, and I'm facing it for you guys. So I'm staying in the NFL, and I'm picking – for no other reason, I don't need any stats. Actually, I do. The guy covers spreads. He's He might be one of the best quarterbacks ever. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm staying with him. Getting four at home against the Jags. Jags coming off a big win. Ooh, sniffing themselves. Oh, where the Jags were going to the playoffs for their first time in a million years. Tom Coughlin's not dead yet. No big deal. Jimmy Garoppolo at home. Jaguars coming off the plane. Oh, I'm tired. I'm jet lagged. Boom. He hits them with it. They cover it. They get four. Let's go. I just want to add that that was one of the games I pushed last week, but if you were lucky and waited till Sunday, you could have got it at one and a half, so it might have been a winner for you. I like that. The 49ers are, are going to be a sleeper next year. My next pick, sticking with teams that have something to play for, the Lions minus five in Cincy. I'm taking a lot of road favorites. Like I said earlier, the Bengals threw in the towel on 217 at halftime of that Steelers game in week 13. Since then, they've played 10 of the worst quarters of football I've ever seen. Detroit's still grasping for that last playoff spot. Give me Matt Stafford minus five in Cincy. All right, for my third one, I am going to go against Smalls. We don't pick against each other often. I am going to pick the Jags minus 4.5 at San Francisco. Jags coming off a massive blowout of the Texans. Going to hand Jimmy G his first loss. No one's throwing the ball in the Jags. They're giving up 3.7 yards per play defensively. And their adjusted yards per pass attempt given up is 3.87. The Titans, the 49ers needed a field goal at the buzzer to beat a bad Titans team. They don't score touchdowns. Jags are substantially better. They now have the second best point differential in the NFL at 165. The Rams are one point better at 166. I think the Jags win big, although I do think Jimmy G is pretty good. But I'm going Jags covering four and a half. Smalls? Yeah, um, I, I, that's fine. You can go against me. I am going to take my next bet. going to be the Seahawks against the hated Cowboys. I'm going to take the Seahawks getting five and a half. Um, and for this reason, I'm going – when a team gets blown out in the NFL, 35 or more points, um, in a small sample size that I'm looking at right now on the internet, ever heard of it um, – 28 and 1 against the spread. That's almost 72%. And I think the Seahawks, led by Coach Carroll, um, USC, go Trojans, uh, they're, they're going to come back with the mentality that they've got to win this game. And they do. They need to win the game. And so does. So does Dallas, right? Dallas needs the game. But Zeke coming back, oh, he thinks he's ready. They're going to give him the ball. They're going to do that little feed me, feed me thing. I think he's going to be rusty. I think they hit him hard. Seahawks come out. They try some trickery. Give, give me the five and a half for the Seahawks. Give, give me all of it. That's funny. This might just be the uh, fade smalls week. My next pick is going to be Dallas minus five. Against Seattle. Yeah, yeah, where are you getting that line? Look, look at current, five and a half. What do, what do you have, Tyler? You can be our tiebreaker. I have I have five also. So we're going to go with Dallas minus five. It's a must-win game for both teams, like Simone said. 
Seattle's trending in the wrong direction. Two of their best defensive players aren't talking to each other. Earl Thomas is saying Bobby Wagner shouldn't have played. Bobby Wagner's like tweeting weird things about Earl Thomas saying don't talk to him. Dallas is Zeke back. Zeke said he's going for 200. I wouldn't be surprised if he went for the 200 he predicted. Dallas minus five. All right, Seattle's I'm going to fade smalls for the second straight pick as well. I have Dallas minus five against Seattle. Uh, for all the reasons Bart said, Zeke's back for a team is still in the race. Basically, the loser of this game is out of the playoff race. The winner is barely in. Uh, the Seahawks were just shredded by Todd Gurley, 152 yards and three TDs. Zeke is obviously rested. I have on my notes that Bobby Wagner and Earl Thomas are ready to fight each other. I felt like the game against the Rams last week was a little bit of like Seattle passing the torch. They're just too injured. Barring a huge performance from my guy, Russell Wilson, I I think Dallas wins big at home, and I think they stay alive in the playoff race. Great pick, Tyler. You guys are both idiots, so no one cares. Uh, (laughs) Next one, I'm doing the same pick as Bart, I guess, but I have it. The Lions, uh, minus five and a half. Um, this This is for a reason that's obvious to everyone out there. Unless you've been living under a rock, they're playing the Bengals. The Bengals stink. Marvin Lewis is on his way out, finally. The whole team is in disarray. And guess what? They have Andy Dalton, a guy who's not a good quarterback, who no one respects. No one respects his hair. No one respects his lifestyle. No one respects his on-the-field play. He should probably be a backup in this league. He's the most overpaid professional in the world. Um, Get him out of here. So the Lions minus five and a half. The Lions actually dominate this game. My next one, we're jumping to Christmas Day. I'm taking another favorite on the road. Pittsburgh minus nine and a half at the Texans. This I kind of went on a, along uh, Tyler's line here. All I wrote was TJ Yates. The Steelers are going to be angry. If they win, they'll still get the two seed. Steelers minus nine and a half. Yeah, that, that feels like a good one, even without Antonio Brown. Uh, the Texans are just done, man. Like, it stinks. Like, the Texans have a chance to be pretty good if, if Watson's healthy and Watt and their defense and everything. But, man, they're, they're just – they're bad. And the game matters, matters to Pittsburgh. Um, my last one, I'm going to hop on the train. I uh, looked at this earlier today. I guess I didn't update it. You guys are saying for the Detroit game you have, you have five? I have five. Uh, okay. I just looked. I saw it in I saw it in Vegas at, at four and a half, but I'm gonna assume it's ballooned a little bit. So five, I'll, I'll take Detroit minus five at Cincy. Uh, back, to, I'm gonna give you a little bit more stats other than Andy Dalton's their quarterback because that's what I do. Obviously, they've been blown out in back to back weeks, 34 to seven at Minnesota and 33 to seven at home against the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, they are down two starting corners. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick still in concussion protocol, may not play. Their starting safety also questionable with a shoulder injury. But the bigger problem is their offense. In the last 10 games, they've scored 20 points. They've scored more than 20 points just two times. One was against the Browns at home, and one was against the Colts at home. Statistically, they're the 29th worst team in the league on offense over the course of the season. But in the last 10 weeks, they have the fewest points scored. It's over for Marvin Lewis. Matt Stafford, they, they, the Lions might win this game like 13-3, to in all honesty. Like, I, it's tough to pick a team on the road getting po- giving points that's not that good. But like this just feels like it's gonna be twenty-seven to thirteen, twenty-seven to seven. Like the Bengals just can't score. Don't play AJ Green in your fantasy football championships. I like it. I like that we're all on the same page there. It's three winners. Lay down the mortgage on that, baby. All right. Last one. Uh taking the Panthers, uh lay the ten. They're gonna absolutely destroy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers are terrible. I don't need stats. Again, I'm not real. I'm just watching football. Cam Newton is locked in right now, and no one can really argue that. Um, when Cam's locked in and he's playing like this and he's not that hurt, he's really, really good. He's a really good player, and the Panthers look like they're playing at a confidence level that's elevated. And like Bart said earlier, this is a team who really has something to play for because they've got to keep pace and they want to surpass the Saints. So this is going to be a big game for them. I think they come out and they absolutely destroy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have nothing to play for and also have a guy who just likes giving the ball to the other team at quarterback. And like Tyler mentioned earlier, I'll give you the Patrick Murray situation. They're just not coached well. Um, I think the staff, the whole organization isn't being run correctly. So I just see the Panthers dominating this game and they continue – the run. I also love that they have Luke Keekley. So Luke Keekley versus Jameis Winston. Let's see who wins that battle. I'll give you a hint. It's not not Jameis Winston. That stupid ass EWs. Oh my guy. I'm turning off my mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last one. I'm jumping to Nashville. We're gonna grab the Titans plus seven against the Rams. I try not to overreact week to week by what I see. The Titans aren't as bad as we've seen recently. The Rams aren't as dominant as they looked against Seattle. Give me the Titans at home in a 1 p.m. game with the Rams traveling east from L.A. All right, I obviously already gave my five. I will say this. Two things on uh, Smalls' pick. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. There are a lot of people that do feel the Saints are going to lose and the Panthers are going to win this weekend. And then obviously week 17 will matter for the NFC South championship. And that's important because we know that New Orleans is much, much better at home than they are on the road. Uh, and then for Bart, I don't know what he's watching with the Rams. Like they, it's possible the Rams are the best team in the NFL. Currently, like I said, they have the best point differential. The Titans are just so bad. Uh, Titans are the worst good They're team. not good. They're no. the worst good I just team. see a letdown uh, game with them I traveling. Can see that. I can see that. Coming, coming off a, a huge win in Seattle and then having to travel against a, a Titans team. Now, now, and now here's the other thing, too, with the Titans. Like, they opened the playbook up a little bit against San Francisco in the second half and were able to move the ball. Like, maybe they do that against the Rams also. But, like, the Rams have to win, too. I, I just my, – my problem is, like, I just don't think the Titans are good. Like, I don't even agree with Smalls that they're the worst good team. Like, I think the Titans are bad. I think they've been lucky. But, but I'm no, no, I mean worst good team. Are, isn't their record, like, 8-5? They're, eight eight five. Five they're in the playoffs. If, if, if it ended today, they're no, in the playoffs. No, that's, that's what I mean by good team. Yeah. They're the worst yeah, team with yeah, a good I, I think record. Bad. Uh, okay. But, so – Let's uh let's recap our picks real quick. Smalls, you go ahead. Okay, I'm doing the Falcons at the Saints getting six, so lay that six. Then I'm going the Niners uh getting four uh versus the Jags. Seahawks getting five or five and a half. I've had five and a half, but I'll say getting five against the Cowboys. Uh the uh, the Lions minus five and a half on the road against the Bengals, and then the Panthers minus ten against that idiot. Jameis Winston. Give me Minnesota minus nine in Green Bay. Detroit minus five in Cincy. Dallas minus five at home against the Seahawks. Pittsburgh minus nine and a half at the Texans. And the Titans plus seven versus the Rams. All right, and we're going to start it off with two winners in the Birmingham Bowl. We're going to take South Florida minus two and a half. And then the over of 65 and a half in that game with South Florida and Texas Tech. And then I've got Detroit minus five, minus five at Cincinnati. 
Dallas minus five at home against Seattle and the Jags minus four and a half at San Francisco. Um, that's it for picking winners this week. Uh, fade Kobe, don't fade Lane Kiffin. That's my last two things. This will come out on Friday, but everybody that's traveling for the holidays, travel safe. Uh, if you are celebrating Christmas with your family, you know, have a Merry Christmas from us. What If you celebrate anything else, Happy Hanukkah. I think that's over, but, you know, we are a pro any sort of holiday on this podcast. Obviously, Bart lights the candles, so, you know, we're, we're in favor of both. Happy Festivus, everyone. Tuesday's show uh, will go off. We are staying in the basketball world. I won't reveal the guest just yet, but for young coaches out there, everybody likes to X and O. Really, really good guest in that regard. Um, other than that, our giveaway, we gave away toughness to a guy that's actually the head manager of the Marshall men's basketball team. So really excited that we have young guys like that listening to the podcast. As always, we're Create Your Shot on Twitter, uh, at Create Your Shot Pod on Instagram, Create Your Shot on Facebook, and Create Your Shot at gmail.com. Le- reach out to us. If you like what you hear, leave us five stars. Leave us a iTunes comment and uh, reach out to us via email if you like what you hear and you, you got any suggestions for us. But other than that, you know, thanks everybody for listening. Travel safe for this holiday weekend and enjoy the time with your families. And we will be back on Tuesday.